It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down. Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist. And I thank you so much for listening today. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in bringing you life-changing nutrition education and counseling. So often people believe the only reason to change their nutrition is to lose weight. Yep. Let me give you some examples of clients I saw this week and the health conditions that they were struggling with. You know, I had a client that wanted to eat better because she's breastfeeding, and her two-week-old baby um, was having a little bit of colic and a little bit of GERD and some acid reflux, and she knew that she needed to learn how to eat better so she could take the stress off the baby so she didn't need her Zantac any longer. That's good. You know, <laughs> That's very good. Another client was struggling with sleep problems, and we see that so often, don't we, Leah? We do. You know, a client who is actually using nutrition to support his sobriety. Very important for sobriety. Yes. So nutrition really means so much more to your health than just losing weight. You know, if today, right this minute, <laughs> if you took an inventory of your health, What are some needs that you need to improve? Or what are some areas that you need to improve? So as you're thinking about your health, I'd like to introduce our co-host. You heard her voice there. I'm so (laughs) pleased to have Leah Wetzel join me today. You know, Leah has her master's degree in nutrition. She's a certified nutrition specialist, just like I am. She is a licensed nutritionist. And she's great to work with. Well, thank you, Dad. <laughs> and she's been working with us for over five years now. Yep. And so welcome. And Leah, you know what? Yes. I ask listeners to take an inventory of their health and determine what nutritional changes that they needed to take this morning. Yeah. Well, it's great to be here today with you, Dar. It's great working with you, too. And today is Ask a Nutritionist. And since we both are nutritionists, we are ready to answer your calls. So give us a call if you have questions today at 651-641-1071. But while we wait for those callers, I have a question for them. Because so many clients that we see, two-thirds of our clients have digestive issues. Yes, they do. Yes, yeah. I want to throw that into the mix. So listeners, on that inventory, who think about this. Who has issues with heartburn, acid reflux, diarrhea, or constipation? Because that is a nutrition-related problem, often caused by high-sugar foods like breads, Sweet rolls and pasta, they all are all major digestive culprits. I think that's amazing right there, what you just said, Leah. Yes. And I, when I think about it, digestion, problems, sugar. Hmm, oh, I bread, know. Hmm, sweet rolls. Yeah. Hmm, yes. It's, it's, it's rare that we have clients that come in that we're not addressing some digestive issue. Exactly. Yep. So, I, cl- listeners, I have another question for you. Who is suffering from memory problems? Mm-hmm. You know that about 50% of the population 
over the age of 85 will be suffering from Alzheimer's disease. Wow. But I actually, and we both see this, and yes. we have a lot of people in their 40s and 50s who come in because they have memory concerns. Yep. And we know head injuries can cause memory problems. Which is true, yes. But really, how many women out there <laughs> got head injuries from playing football? football. <laughs> so memory problems are usually a nutrition problem. Yes, it is. You know, when we lack essential fatty acids such as omega-3 fish oils, yes. our brain doesn't work right. That is correct. And why would that be, Leah? Because our brain definitely needs that essential fat. The DHA fat from fish oil is what a lot of our brain fat is made up of. So simple reason. It is, yep. Also, in addition to that, memory problems can be associated with the lack of sleep. So on that inventory, did you check sleep? A sleep problem is usually a nutrition problem. So a lack of things like magnesium, drinking too much caffeinated beverages like coffee, too much sugar, of course, are all nutrition related and can cause sleep disturbance. So as you can see, that nutrition plays into sleep. It plays into a lot of things, doesn't it? It, it does. So I have another question for our listeners. You know, did you check muscle and joint pain? And we have a lot of people that come in because they have joint and muscle pains. And here's another one, though. Have you noticed that when you eat sugar or bread or pasta, everything in your body starts to ache? Oh, yes. <laughs> or better yet, have you noticed that when you stop drinking diet pop and switch to water, suddenly those aches and pains go away. Yes, and I think, you know, when working with people one-on-one and working with people in classes, when we bring attention to that, they might have not realized how much of a direct correlation that is, but once they get that connection, they're just like, wow, I know. this is so powerful to know that what I'm eating is causing my aches and pains in my joints. So we call aches and pains a nutrition problem. Yep. You know, it can be... You know, how you eat makes it either better or worse. Exactly. It's very simple. Very, yep, exactly. <laughs> Maybe also on that inventory, you are um, checking high blood sugar numbers and high cholesterol numbers. I think most people understand that those numbers are directly correlated and related to what you are putting in your mouth. We hope they do. Yeah, I hope. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yep, exactly. Those numbers go, all go back to eating foods like cereal, bagels, muffins, chips, and pasta, which are all high man-made carbohydrates. Our liver cannot process all of these man-made fake foods, and up goes the cholesterol. Too much alcohol, especially beer, will also inflate the cholesterol level. So you really, Leah, what you're really saying is if you eat a lot of bagels, yes, it's going to put stress on your body and up goes your cholesterol. Exactly. Put stress on your liver because it turns into sugar. Yep. I think that's new thought for a lot of yep. people. And that's where you're also making cholesterol. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, you know, here's another one on your inventory. And I see this happening to a lot of people. Reoccurring bladder infections. Yep. Or, and you know, or... Is it depression or anxiety or addiction or lack of energy? And honestly, all these are nutrition problems, including cancer, diabetes, mm -hmm. heart disease, ADD, ADHD, arthritis. So I kind of understand why we are so busy these <laughs> we days. We are busy. To, yes, very busy. Very busy. 
So, Leah, let's look. We've had some questions from our Facebook page. Yes, we kind of opened up questions this week to anybody on Facebook that wanted any questions answered. And we had a question from Lisa, and she wanted to know, how can low-carbohydrate eating plan best incorporate fiber? Great question. It is a great question. And so there are lots of non-starchy vegetables that are very, very high in fiber and low in sugar. Well, the first one that comes to my mind is broccoli. Yes. Because I've got this one plugged into my brain. Yes. What is it? Five. Five grams for for one one cup of broccoli. One cup. So, you know, this morning when I ate my broccoli with my eggs. Yep. At 6 o'clock in the morning. Yes. <laughs> I was right there with you. I, I spinach. Thought, I thought, I'm, gonna, I'm having, you know, five grams of fiber. Yeah. But if I had had, had eaten a piece of bread, that's one, one, maybe two grams of fiber. Sometimes zero. Yes. Sometimes none. Yep. Or, you know, a really high um, carbohydrate, non-starchy carbohydrate is Brussels sprouts. Now, I really wasn't a fan of Brussels sprouts before, oh, Brussels to, be, sprouts. to be honest with you, before I started working here. And I really like our Brussels sprout medley recipe that we have. And so I learned how to cook them properly. Uh-huh. And now I really like them. And like a cup of Brussels sprouts is six grams of fiber. So there you got you. You have a cup of broccoli, a cup of Brussels sprouts. Yeah. You've got 11 grams of fiber. And you've just had breakfast. Yep. Maybe for lunch you would have some a salad with some leafy greens. And leafy greens average from three to five grams of fiber, not only including, I mean, you're throwing other things on that salad too, maybe peppers and cucumbers and all of these things that are good amount of fiber. And so, again, you've got probably at least another 11 to 12 grams of fiber. And, you know, if you have around 30 grams of fiber, but you can easily, a day, that's what is recommended, yep. at least 30 grams. 25 to 30, yep. So, you know, it, it's pretty easy. You have maybe six to seven cups of vegetables, and you've got it. It's so easy. Yep. You know, I think if we've got time, and I haven't even been watching, but if we, we got, got a, time, we got a minute or so. Okay. You know, let's take another Facebook question. Sure. Uh, Bethany had a question. Okay. Um, how much good fat should we eat for each meal and snack? Yes. And that's a great question. It is a great question. So let's go over the good fats. We're talking about olive oil, butter. Coconut oil. uh, We're talking about, you know, possibly avocado, some nuts, some butter. Heavy cream. Heavy cream. Mm -hmm. Those kinds are good fats. Yes. So I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, anywhere from three teaspoons to a tablespoon one tablespoon every time you have a meal or snack. I think you said three teaspoons, but you meant to say two teaspoons. Two to three, yeah. Yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, two yep. to three. Yeah. Uh, two to three teaspoons or a tablespoon. Yep, exactly. Yep. So, you know what? So you basically are thinking if you have a couple of teaspoons of butter in the morning yes. with your breakfast, that's it. Yep. Uh, maybe with your snack, you have, you know, like a quarter of a cup of almonds or something, and that's like another tablespoon of fat. Yep. So as you run through the day, that's how you do it. So you really kind of put that fat in with each meal Ev- and snack. Every time you eat. And that helps to stabilize your blood sugar. Exactly. 
Well, Dar, it's time for a break. Okay. All right. Good. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Since I am personally gluten sensitive, I wanted to share a report that Cassie shared with us, all of the nutritionists, on Thursday. As you may remember, Cassie's little boy is gluten sensitive and also has celiac disease. She reported that only 30% of those diagnosed with celiac complain of intestinal symptoms. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Or thinking about differently, 70% of those with celiac don't appear to have intestinal problems. But they may have things like anemia, osteoporosis, migraines, or like for me, asthma. Oh. Yes. When I gave up gluten, because underlying I had a gluten sensitivity, my asthma got a lot better. So today is Ask a Nutritionist, and if you have questions today, call us at 651-641-1071. Dishing Up Nutrition has listeners in San Francisco, Miami, International Falls, and Billings, Montana. Whether you live in the Twin Cities or across the country, nutritional guidance is as close as your phone. Nutritional Weight and Wellness offers phone consultations for people at a distance or too busy for office appointments. Would you like to increase your energy, lower cholesterol, or resolve digestive problems? Here's how phone consultations work. First, complete a health history. Next, discuss your health goals with a nutritionist. Then she creates an eating plan for your biochemistry and lifestyle. You make the time, and Nutritional Weight and Wellness provides the plan and support. Make the call from the privacy of your home or office and get nutrition expertise from the people you trust. For information, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438. Outside the Twin Cities, call 888-805-8954, toll free. Or go to weightandwellness.com. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and I'm here with Leah Wetzel, licensed nutritionist. You know, as we have said over and over and over and over, 39% of the population in the U.S. are either pre-diabetic or diabetic. You know, if you're concerned about your blood sugar numbers, I would recommend or invite you maybe to join Kate next Thursday night in our Lakeville office as she teaches the two-hour Avoid the Diabetic Epidemic with Real Food. The cost is only $25. That is cheap. And there's an end to this. You can bring a friend or a family member for free. Wow. Free. So, yes, I did say free. We believe it's time for you to take charge of your blood sugar and everyone in your family to take charge of their blood sugars. And you will learn that, guess what? Low-fat eating is not the answer. Mm Mm-hmm. So call today. It's our number at the office is 651-699-3438. Or you can go online at weightandwellness.com and register online. So should we take some callers, Leah? Yep. So we have some callers. Good. Thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. Nicole, you have a question about vegetarians? Good morning to you, Nicole. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Hi there. I was wondering, um, please, if you could speak to um, some practical um, suggestions for good, healthful daily eating regarding vegans. Well, I think that's really becomes, uh, are you a vegan? Yes, I am. Okay. How do you do it right now? How do you get your protein in? Because we know, you know, kind of the research says that most people need a minimum 
this is like a really minimum amount of protein, you know, like 50 grams of protein a day. Mm-hmm. And But really recommended for good health and good brain chemistry, you need at least 100 grams of protein per day. So how do you manage to do that as you're counting your protein? Mm-hmm. Right now, um, and that's why I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, right you know, now, I'm, yeah, yeah, you know, and le- the reality. Legumes, peas, uh, yeah, and you know, and the, the veggies. Yeah, the thing is, when you take a half a cup of beans, you know, mm-hmm. you get one gram of protein. Mm-hmm. So that means you're going to have to eat, you know, 25 cups of beans to get... 50, you know. Yes. I mean, I, I, and also in addition to that, beans are very high in fiber. And so a lot of people, unfortunately, because of that, they don't absorb a lot of the amino acids. They flush them out. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we see a lot of people um, with amino acid deficiencies, you know, when we're trying to do combining beans and rice and yeah. trying to get those complete amino acids. So as you're seeing, it's a very difficult task. And sometimes what happens is that people decide, okay, well, you know, I know I need the protein, and so they start using whey protein powder. Yep, that's or a... they use eggs, you know, and or they'll they'll use yogurt or something like that, so that they actually, you know, do get more protein. And it's because they start to have health problems, and that's you know they either have low energy or they have depression or something like that. And um, so you know. I don't have a good answer for you, Nicole, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, because I don't think there is a good solution. Mm-hmm. But um, are, are you thinking that the whey proteins and that type of thing is a, a workable solution? Yes, it I is. do. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Okay. You know, if you're no, a person that just... That's a great just, place to start. Yeah, it is. If you just don't want to eat meat, you know, but the whey protein... And we, you know, I've worked with many people, many vegetarians, um, and get to get their protein level up in a way that they can accept. And it's so easily digested. I mean, it's easily absorbed. So you'd be getting a lot of clean, those complete amino acids that we get from things like whey protein. I think mm-hmm. it's so important when to make sure that you're getting enough protein to support your immune system because you have to have those immune, amino acids to support your immune system. Yes. And yeah. to uh-huh. support your brain chemistry. Yeah. That's where, and if if you don't, then you're getting viruses all the time yep. or you're getting depressed. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Proteins are the structure and function of our bodies, so we need them in order to function, and they're really important. But I, we appreciate your call, and I, I love the way you, you ask it, so yeah. thank you very much. Thanks for your thank call. Thank you. All right. Mm-hmm. All, all right. right. One yes. more? Sure, sure. Okay, so we have Karen. Karen, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. Do you have a question about osteoporosis and calcium? I do. I had a, I have osteoporosis. I take Pro Bono, mm-hmm. and I, they wanted to do a 24-hour urine, so I did that, and my calcium level, he said, was elevated in the urine test. Okay. So he suggested I he write me a prescription for um, a diuretic, low-dose diuretic medicine, that's normally for hypertension, which I don't have, right. to um, to try to keep the calcium in the bones. Okay, so a couple of things to look at. First of all, did they did they uh, do a, a vitamin D level check on you? Well, yeah, last year I had that, and it was sixty five. Okay, that's pretty good. So that should be, and so I would have that redone right now. Mm-hmm. And, okay, and see how that is, and then the other thing is. 
let me just catch a cough here, just a minute. So one thing I would also I just want to ask you a question about your um one thing we always address when people come in with osteoporosis is your intestinal health. Like, are you absorbing and using the pro, you know, pro bono the way you should be? And that's, you know, definitely something that is a part of that puzzle. So you might be gluten sensitive. And I've been off um, gluten completely since January. Okay, Good. so then the next thing that I would do <laughs> is I would go and find and have a really complete check on your parathyroid. Yes. Okay. And that that may be the missing link. And um, I think uh, often I refer people to the Mayo Clinic to have that workup done if possible because they, they seem like they do a really excellent job of... of um, evaluating thyroids and parathyroid conditions. So that's that's that would be our recommendations. And then take that information and, and you know, either give us another call later on or, you know, dig deeper and find out why you're not absorbing your calcium into is your bones. Is that a blood test or the parathyroid Yes, thing? it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. At least part of it. Okay. You know, part of it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it could be, uh, you know, some some type of scans and things like that too, so... Because I do have many nodules. Okay, mm-hmm. well, the, yeah, then you need more follow-up on that. Yep, there's more to that. Yep. Okay. So, you know what? This is exactly how we would work with a client when they came into the office. Yes. Uh, we, we, we look, we problem-solve, we try to figure out exactly what is going on and why is this happening yeah. and not happening. And I really like when people come down and sit down with me and they bring their blood work with them. Mm-hmm knowing what their cholesterol levels are, the breakdown of that, yeah. um, thyroid function, um, you know, all vitamin D levels. There's and a it, lot of and blood if sugar. Need, if we need more information, then we ask you to go back to your doctor and, and ask to run more tests so that you know and we can help you better that way. Yep, exactly. So oh. one more caller. Okay. Mary, you have a question about gastric pi- bypass? Yes. I uh, had gastric bypass in December of this past year. Okay. I am having a hard time um, getting in the healthy oils. They did remove my gallbladder as well. And um, I just got my labs back, and they found that um, my protein is very low. I'm eating 65 grams, but, you know, with my limited pouch space, I'm just wondering how I can uh, kick it up. You want to talk about digestive enzymes, Leah? Yeah, I. You know, we were just talking about. Um, you know, I for clients that a lot of clients have had gastric bypass, and a lot of times I do recommend taking a digestive enzyme to help you break down your foods better. So then, you know, it's more likely that you're absorbing more of your foods. This is a process that is not working as as well as it did for you um, before the the gastric bypass. So. Malnutrition, a lot of times, um, we see that a lot with gastric bypass patients. I think for you in particular, because protein is an issue, making sure that you're getting in easily digested proteins, so like slow-cooked meats, um, like crock-pot dishes, or like something like a chicken wild rice soup if you're making it yourself. Uh, In addition to what we talked about with the other client, about maybe adding in some whey protein powder, Mm -hmm. making some smoothies. I do whey every morning. Good. um, Okay. I do a protein shake every morning, and then I do one before bed every night. That's great. I'm getting about 40 grams right there. Good. That's good. So, you know, I would actually, you know, Leah mentioned about having digestive enzymes. Yes. 
we we actually have two at our office, and I, I think I would put you on two different ones yeah. at the same time. I'd put you on one that is called essential enzymes because what it has in there is some lipase to help break down the fat, and then I'd put you on orthodigest, which would actually have some things that will help you break down the protein mm-hmm. better. And I'd probably take one with each time you eat and see if you don't. I, I think that would help a lot. Yeah. Yep. And, great. Great. Right. and with regard to the healthy oils? Yes. Yes. Lipase uh, will help break down break the Break down so you, yep, exactly. Yep. Okay, perfect. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Great, great question. Yes. Gosh, so it's complex questions yes, this morning. Yes, I know. It's time for a break, Dar. Okay. All right. So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. On September 24th, an interesting article appeared in the New York Times called, titled, The Junk Food, Is Junk Food Really Cheaper? Many people have the misconception that they cannot afford to eat good food. I really like this article because the author gave examples of how processed food is not cheaper than healthy food. It's not cheaper. Yes. So he gave great examples like of a family of four that would eat at McDonald's. So the adults, maybe two Big Macs, a cheeseburger and chicken nuggets for the kids, two medium pops and two small pops. Uh, two medium fries and two small fries comes out to the total of $28. Now, instead, if you were to roast a chicken with vegetables and had a salad and maybe had some milk to drink, the cost would be about half that of the McDonald's meal of $14, according to the author. People. So eat- actually, if you ate at McDonald's. Yes. It would be $28, and if you roasted your chicken, it would be 14 14 half, yeah, half the cost. All right. So people eat fast food not to save money, but because they don't cook. <laughs> it is a great article, and I really encourage you guys to go and read the full article. You can find it at NewYorkTimes.com, and in a week or so, we'll have it posted on our Facebook page. And our Facebook page is at WeightAndWellness.com. Yep. Exactly. And again, if you have questions today, give us a call. 651-641-1071. You know, I am so pleased to be able to offer people in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area our Nutrition for Weight Loss program. You know, it's a complete program with 12 classes and two one-on-one counseling appointments with either a nutritionist or a dietitian. This program is based on real food, good-tasting food that is easy to prepare. No pre-packaged yes. cardboard food. Yes. <laughs> you know, we help you overcome your cravings, and we actually help you jumpstart your metabolism with real food. You know, not only will you lose weight, but you will trim inches off your body. And that's what we see on comments a lot of times. Maybe people have only lost five or six pounds, but they've lost many, many inches. And they feel great. Yes. That's what we hear all the time. Their aches and pains are gone. Exactly. So we have classes starting the week of October 25th in North Oaks, Lakeville, uh, St. Paul, Wyzetta. And we even added a special class in Nor- North Oaks on Saturday afternoons that's going to start October 29th. And it's going to be from 1 to 2 on Saturday afternoons. We're trying to hit everyone's busy schedule so that you can find a class that fits with you. And just think about this. This year, you know, really get through holiday week, Halloween 
without losing control and eating all the trick and treat yes. candy. In addition to that, we have Thanksgiving coming up. We have Christmas coming up. Right. And the nice thing about this program is three months long. Yes. And we go from and like one of the nutrition educators, Kristen, would say through seasons. So we might start in one season and we end in another season. Mm-hmm. And I think that gives a lot of people time to develop good, healthy habits and make this plan lifelong. Right. And they really are getting a lot of great support, but they're also getting a lot of great information that they can help them make intellectually good choices. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So, So where are we today now? You know what? I think we should go back to those questions that we are, we were asking okay. our listeners to take in health inventory. Okay. So another question you might ask yourself is how my nutrition can be related to my anxiety level. level. I thought it was a psychological problem. We hear that all the time. We do. They, they, this People disbelieve anxiety is a psychological problem. I know. And a new way to think about it, about anxiety, is to realize that um, our, you know, it's generated from our brain chemistry and our nervous system. Our brain is very dependent on nutrition and uses more nutrients than any other organ. You mean it uses more nutrients than your heart? Yes. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? It is. So if you think about it in that sense, we really have to be supporting our brain with good nutrients for it to function properly. That's why I eat those organic eggs every morning. I do too. <laughs> I do too. Some of the important foods for anxiety reduction are proteins such as chicken, beef, fish, turkey, and eggs. Another important fact is that for good brain function, we need to eat healthy fats. Mm-hmm. And most people need about one tablespoon of healthy fat with every meal and snack. So that's about six to seven tablespoons per day of healthy fats, you know, from a variety of fats. So things like, like olive oil, avocados, nuts, butter, olives, coconut oil, all of these fats support healthy brain function. And I have to say that I, you know, I choose a variety of fats every day. Exactly. A lot of these fats that I just named off are fats that I eat every day. Right. And, you know, I only eat butter probably once a day, but then I eat olive oil. I eat, you know, olives. Yes. Yeah. Avocados, everything. Exactly. So you're getting a little bit different nutrients out of every one of those healthy fats. Yep. And that. That's what helps our brain continue to to function well. Exactly, exactly. So should we take another Facebook page? We uh, should, we should. So um, where are we at? We are on Sarah. Let's talk about Sarah. She sent in, if you're a healthy, kind of like you, Leah. Yes, and And you, and And you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you're healthy and you eat well, what are some key supplements that we take? Yeah. I mean, that's what we should, yeah. and she wants to know, what do you need to take? Yeah, so well, I, I, you know, that's a good question, and, and so I'm pretty healthy, so I'm just going to kind of talk about some of my staples that I use every day. Omega-3 fish oil. I do, too. Yes, it's For- it's a need. It's a, you know, help with brain function, help with inflammation. I noticed that was another key component for me in my asthma. Right. Yes, I take 3,000 a day. I take 4,000. Do you? I'm older. Yes, yes, that's right. (laughs) Another key uh, supplement for me is vitamin D. Yes. This time of year, we're getting into the fall, winter season. We don't get a lot of uh, vitamin D dietary-wise, and when we can't get it from the sun, you know, we're seeing a lot of people in this region of the country that are deficient. Yes. 
and it's so important for health. Every cell in our body has a receptor for vitamin D. It's important for so many different things. Exactly. Yes. Yep. Another one I would say is magnesium glycinate. That's one of my favorite. Yep. Helping with sleep. You know, 72% of the population is deficient. Helps with maintaining your blood, normal blood pressure. Yep. For people that have, you know, maybe looking at like Charlie horses or, or tight muscles, mm-hmm. definitely helps with anxiety, helps with that. It's it's really Helps important. With preventing diabetes. I mean, it's huge. It is huge. It's very huge. Uh, you know, another thing a go-to for me is bifido. Bifidobacteria. Bacteria. Yep. Supporting my good bacteria because you know we it's it's a constant battle of re, you know depletion and repletion of that good bacteria. We need to support that. And I always tell my clients, you know, all of us probably that are at Nutritional Weight and Wellness take bifidobacteria yeah. at least once a day because yep. we know that it. It reduces our risk of getting colon cancer by 50%. Yep. Helps keep our immune system up and running. Helps us digest foods. Gets Mm -hmm. our our metabolism going. It's really important for Mm -hmm. overall health. Uh, Here and there, I do incorporate multi, but, you know, a lot of times what I use is a a supplement, a superfood supplement called Dynamic Greens. And it's just something that's like a scoop of powder that I add to my protein shakes a lot. Has over 20 servings of antioxidants from fruits and vegetables, plus other um, digestive help of, of digestive enzymes and pre and probiotics and it's it's a good thing to add in and I think it really helps keep my immune system up and you know I'm not a powder person so what I do is I do take our multivitamin that's mm-hmm. called twice a day because I know that it's in capsules and I like that because it's easy to take yes and it's high in B vitamins it is and that's important to keep so up so, you know, we have some callers. Okay. Should we answer some calls? Oh, sure. All right. Thanks for calling Dish Up Nutrition. Grace, do you have a question about hyperglycemia in children? Yes, correct. Yes. I what? have... Go ahead. Um, my son, he is seven, and last year, um, talking to the pediatrician and doing some uh, experimenting with food, we, um, she decided that he had reactive hypoglycemia. Yes. But... Um, We've been trying to keep it in, um, I guess, control or something, mm-hmm. and we haven't found that spot where it works. Last year, we had problems having him get his food on time at school, and this year is a lot better, but we're still battling on what to give him for snacks. Well, so what are you feeding him for breakfast? Well, unfortunately, not the best thing in the world. Okay. I would like him to have eggs for breakfast, mm-hmm. but he doesn't like eggs. Okay, well, then what you have to do is maybe some kind of sausage. Like, uh, you know, there's lots of great uh, sausages without nitrates. Yeah, preservative-free. Yes, he, gets, he does get sausages for breakfast. Okay, so, you know, he probably needs uh, at least three ounces, maybe four. And then and I would suggest that you do something, if he will eat some vegetables, actually saute vegetables in Fat, so that either coconut oil or olive oil or butter, because mm-hmm. they, you know, to keep your blood sugar balanced, you have to have fat, and yeah. that's going to help to balance that out. Um, you know, maybe add um, like maybe like a, a a piece of of rye toast or something more hearty, that kind of toast, but also put peanut butter on it. So then you've got, you know, you've got several different kinds of fat going into him. And I think what you'll find is that's going to stabilize his blood sugar much better. And and then he's he's not going to have that dip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So it always starts with breakfast. Yes. Anytime you have hypoglycemia, it starts with breakfast. Yeah, usually he um, he either... I try not to give him cereal for breakfast. Right, you can't give him cereal no. because it's going to drop his blood sugar right away. Yeah, so I try to give him sausages, and the closest thing that he gets to an egg is a toaster strudel. Oh, oh no. Just yeah. leave the eggs out. He doesn't like eggs. That's okay. Just go with meat. You know, go with go with steak, if nothing else. Yep. And... Uh, Go, you know, do something that, you know, like a sweet potato that's got, and put a lot of fat on it. Or a little bit of hash browns, but cooked in butter. And then, you know, maybe a fruit with peanut butter on it, mm-hmm. or almond butter, or a half an avocado with blueberries, or something like that. Or or actually heavy cream with blueberries. Okay, okay. And and, and does, does, does stuff like Nutella and stuff like that work? Uh, not very well, no. No, Delman butter is better. Yes, yes, it is. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, uh, you know, and then as far as, you know, I don't know, for snacks at school, you know, if you could do like deli meat with yes. a lot of cream cheese on it. Deli roll-ups. And then some, a fruit with that. And probably uh, something like an orange because that's going to bring his blood sugar up again faster than, or half a banana or something like that. Okay. And I know a lot of um, my coworkers, uh, teacher educators, and nutritionists, that kids are in school that to help keep their blood their blood sugar stable throughout the day. A lot of times, what they do is they send their kids to school for lunch. They use um, actually send them uh, like some soup or some hearty chili in a thermos um, that stays warm. So by the time lunch rolls around, they'll have a really good balanced lunch uh, instead of maybe reverting to using sandwiches or high carb. Hydrate. Right. Okay, well, that, was, that was my next question because he he wants soup for lunch. Yeah, yeah. but Perfect. you know, if you, if you're doing soup, you have to do like uh, you know, we have a recipe with chicken wild rice. Yes. Soup. So it's got lots of chicken. It's got olives in it. It's got fat in it. And same thing with our chili. We put olives in our fat in our chili, okay. and then you put sour cream on top. Yep. Okay, and, 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 and that recipe is on your website? Yes, it is. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the important, like Dara is saying, the important things is the protein and the fat. You have to make sure that he's getting enough of both. And usually kids, especially when we're looking at uh, hypoglycemic issues, are not getting enough of those two things mm-hmm. to keep their blood sugar stable. Yeah, and, and like you were saying, his brain kind of consumes everything. Yep. Right. Yep. yep. Well, thank you very much for the call. It was a great call. Yep, thank, thank you. you so much. Yes. All, right. All right, so time for break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and I want to invite you to listen to next week's show. Cassie, uh, Cassie Dietitian and nutrition educator Mary Hoggie discuss their personal and professional experience with GERD and or acid reflux. They both have amazing stories. Yes, they do. Yes, so call us today. Give us a call at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, we just heard that October is National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. But did you know that October is also Down Syndrome Awareness Month? And that's more special to me, actually, because I was a special education teacher for over 10 years. And some of my good friends and during that time were people that had Down Syndrome. They're great people. Mm-hmm, they are. And, um, but they have some very special nutritional needs. And I, this is really interesting when I found this. There are over 109 research articles 
published about the association of celiac disease, which Leo was talking about earlier yep. in the show. That's a gluten sensitivity and Down syndrome. Wow. You know, it makes sense that a person with Downs choose vegetables for their carbs rather than bread or pasta. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think as caregivers, we have to make those choices sometimes for them. And it's very clear to me that crackers, cereal, bread, and pasta are not good food choices for a child or an adult with Down syndrome. And one of my clients who I have, and I've been working with her for the last three years, has lost 137 pounds. Yeah, wow. And is off of all of her heart medications, you know, off of everything. She's doing so fantastic. But it is actually her caregivers that prepare her meals and know what is good for her. And they know that the bread and the sugar and the pasta are problems. problems. And it's been amazing watching her transformation, working with you for that period of time. Yes. It's, yeah, it's significant. She looks so good. And she's, she, they keep saying she she understands more now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can even tell. I can tell. Yes. Yep. Exactly. So we had a caller question about some things we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. She wanted to know, in a you know one ounce of of protein, how many grams is that? And that's seven. Seven. Seven so, grams. So like one egg is one ounce. Yep. Or seven grams. Exactly. Yep. Right exactly. around there. Yep. And also, she wanted to know the title of that New York Times article, and the title is "Is Junk Food Really Cheaper?" Mm-hmm. Okay. So take a look. It's good. So should we take a couple more callers yes. before we run out of time? Yes. Denise, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question about acid reflux. Hi, Denise. Hello? Denise? I wonder if we lost her. I don't quite see her. Okay. Let's, well, all right, we got another question. Okay, we'll go to another question. Lexi, thanks for calling D- Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question about magnesium. Yes, when I was listening to you talk about supplements, I pulled my magnesium out of the cupboard, and I have magnesium oxide. Okay, yes. a very inexpensive, cheap, non-working kind of magnesium. <laughs> Great. Yeah, you don't absorb. You don't absorb that like other sources. Yeah, so just okay. toss it out, and we really we recommend magnesium glycinate, and there's there's just hard to find. I mean, we have it at our office, but it okay. is more difficult to find. But magnesium okay. oxide won't work for you. All right, thank you. Thank you You're for the question. <laughs> so why don't we take another Facebook question? Okay, that sounds great. So let's see. We had a question, I think, from Veronica. Yep. Um, you know, she said, I'd love to hear about high cholesterol. You know, how do you bring it down without statins? Yes. So, so many people nowadays are on statin drugs right. because of high cholesterol. Well, I think this is the basic, one of the interesting things. You've got to stop eating your processed carbohydrates. Step one. You know, we kind of alluded to that before because we said, like, if you eat a lot of bagels, it's going to make your cholesterol go up. And it's just shocking to people to realize that. That high sugar foods actually make your cholesterol go up. Yes. Yes. Exactly. High sugar foods actually make your cholesterol go up. Yep. So what's another one? You know, uh, you know, eliminate definitely eliminate the processed foods and the and the bad fats. I would say that's definitely key. Also, so let's talk about that a minute, yes. Leah. Yes. Bad fats are things that are called trans fats. Trans fats or refined oils too. So the soybean oil, the vegetable corn oil, oil, the vegetable oil, 
uh, the partially hydrogenated, the hydrogenated fats, yep. those are the things that make your LDL cholesterol go up. Yes. Because it, it interferes with how your liver functions. And I think that's another thing that we should talk about first before. What makes cholesterol in your body? It really comes from your liver. Yes. And when your liver is making too much cholesterol, you say, okay, what's going on? Why is my liver making so much cholesterol? And that's where you have to start first. Yes. You have to take the stress off your liver. Exactly. Support your liver function by eating real foods. Real foods are always important. So when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about real carbohydrates, vegetables, and fruits. Mm -hmm. Real healthy fats. Healthy fats are important. Yes, they are. Even some healthy saturated fats are important like coconut oil and butter those are fine to eat um, avocados nuts you know a lot of good healthy fats in addition to um, protein real proteins things we talked about earlier you know we're talking about chicken beef um, eggs things like that and one of our other favorite things is we know that people have to exercise yes to in- lifestyle yeah you, know, you know it increases your good cholesterol cholesterol, your HDL cholesterol, and it decreases your LDL cholesterol, but mainly increases your good cholesterol. And also other lifestyles, no smoking. Smoking is a huge component to risk for um, heart disease. Cut down on alcohol Alcohol. and increased uh, water. Yes, water. No no diet pop, no pop. Yep. I mean, some of the basic things that we know makes a huge difference, and we see Cholesterol numbers drop tremendously when people start doing this. Yeah, and other things and to think about to include, we talked about earlier about omega-3 fish oil. Fish oil is really important, anti-inflammatory, um, and has been shown to you know reduce the risk of heart disease. Um, in addition to another thing I would say that would be important would be vitamin D. Yes. Very good. Yes, because it helps with reducing vascular calcification, helps with blood pressure, helps, again, another thing that's anti-inflammatory, helps our cells communicate better. So, Leah, I have a question for you. Yeah. If we looked at our time right now, yes, do we have time to take another Facebook question, or are we running out of We're time? We're right at the end of the show, Dar. Oh. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, hopefully, I know Christina sent in a question, but... Hopefully, we'll answer it on our Facebook page. And great show. Thank thanks you, Thanks for all the questions. And thanks, Dar. All right. For having me on. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.